Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. On today's episode, Tony chats with actress, writer, and producer Lauren Swickard about the difficulties of typecasting, the nature of social media, and creating your own content in today's industry. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And in the moment podcast with my guest today, Lauren Swickard. Ah. We do have our own sound engineer who puts in applause, but I always like to applause as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, Lauren, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so How's excited going? to see you. I know it's been a hot minute. Yes. So in fact, when I worked with you, you were, you took, I mean, you were Lauren York. That's how I've always remembered you. Yes. But you've, you're since married Mm -hmm. and you are, yes. And, and I guess maybe the name change has like all of a sudden, like skyrocketed your career. (laughs) You know, I, I think it did help. I think my Lauren York name was associated with me you know I I moved to LA when I had just turned 18 and I was playing roles where I was playing 15 and and 16 and I think the name change I think it helped you know the industry take me seriously oh wow really Uh I didn't expect that at all yeah um but yeah once I changed my name I kind of had this new momentum going which was so nice and very unexpected. Well, I want to, we want to talk about like, I mean, your cool Netflix, uh, would it be considered a, not a movie of the week? What would it be considered? Like, cause it wasn't, yeah, tell me. So it was a Netflix original. So what happened was um, I wrote the movie and I thought it was going to be sold to Hallmark. Uh-huh. <laughs> and by the way, it's called? A California, California Christmas. <laughs> Yes. Okay, but so I'm you like, wrote it. Wow, that's uh, that's cool. I thought yes. so. Okay, go ahead. I have so many yes, questions. Go ahead. Wrote it and produced it. But anyway, I I thought it was going to go to life to Lifetime or Hallmark because that's kind of my world. Um, but as I was developing the story, it became a little bit racy for the networks, mm. and I didn't stop. I just said, you know, I'm just going to let this come down from the clouds as is, and we'll see what happens. And so Netflix picked it up as an original and it was such a surprise again, but amazing. Yeah. And it was a big hit. Yeah. So is there going to be a New York Christmas or a Tennessee Christmas now or a California Christmas too? So <laughs> funny. So the production company has decided to create a, a sequel. Uh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. But we can't say technically yet. Okay, yeah, yeah, if- I got it it's going to the same streamer. Okay. But yes, a California Christmas City Lights is underway. Lauren, it's so awesome. Uh, yeah, let's put in applause here. Yes, it's so awesome because, and also because your husband, Josh, 
it was also in it, right? I haven't seen it yet. Sorry, there's just so much going on. Oh, I get it. <laughs> like, I do try to, I mean, obviously I have so many actors working, yay. And like, but I can't watch everything and, or I do get to stuff. It's just sometimes like in my queue. So it's in my queue, but uh, I'm, I'm a bad podcaster host because I don't prepare, you know, what my guests have done necessarily, but I know them all. So it's like, I don't yes. have to do like research, but but I do think it's interesting because so Josh is in it. So it's you and he falling in love, right? I don't, we don't have to give it away. Yes, it's him and I are the romantic leads together. And it's kind of got this um, false identity theme where he takes on the identity of a ranch hand. Okay, to win so your like, love? To win my love. <laughs> <laughs> to win my love and my land. He's trying to buy, he's trying to buy up my farm. Oh. Mm-mm. So he's kind of a bad guy at first. Bad guy at first. Oh, I love it. And then you turn him. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't even, I mean, I've not ever, ever met your husband, but I didn't know he was an actor, obviously, until now. But. Yes. So he, so I don't know if you remember, but I came to your house and I tested. Uh, I was testing for. Remind me. General, days of our lives. I was testing for That's days right. of our lives. That's right. Oh my God. Good morning. For like the fifth time or something crazy. Okay, yeah. And um, so I, I had been watching soaps and everything for a while. And Josh is, he's on a soap opera. He's on General Hospital. Oh. But I'd never, you know, seen him or anything. And we met, we met on a movie uh, called Roped, which is also a little Netflix, like, feel good cowboy movie. Um, but yeah, he's on, he's on General Hospital. And he's been doing it for a long time and he just loves it. And it's the best acting class you can ever oh, for sure. take because they, I mean, he studies, I think the week before he was off for the holidays, he had like 76 pages to study. Oh, right. One day. Right. One day. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I've had a lot of actors on soaps and like, it's, I don't know how they all do it because page change, uh, uh, you know, they, they're changing pages like the day you're shooting. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, and you're trying to memorize it while trying to be off book and like, it's a lot, you know? And sometimes, I think that's why sometimes soaps get a bad rap and I'm always reminding people, it's not the actor's fault. If you were thrown 20 new pages right before you're supposed to film, acting is not gonna be the first consideration. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what? Your class is actually great for that. Oh, thanks for that plug. <laughs> no, it's it's so true. I mean, I've never taken a class where you're given new material and you have to work with new material that you haven't, you know, worked on before. And obviously, as the weeks go on, you continue to work on the same material, so you get that, you know, momentum with the with the energy of the piece, but mm first time you work on it it is so overwhelming but mm. you you need that because there are so many times in auditions where I've been you know I auditioned for one part and they're like actually can you read this, and this. Like, uh-huh. the, there's like paragraphs of dialogue and thank god for your class because we've had to do that multiple times uh-huh. well you know Lauren, I also think like for me you know I've had the school now for 20 this is my 24th year I think this month holy hell Dang, wow. yeah, i know it's so really awesome. oh thanks like oh i'm gonna totally start crying oh it just goes by so fast it's so crazy right yeah but i think you know what i was i was a guest on a this it's called spiritual dope this podcast yesterday and he asked me something about like the genesis of it all and 
<clears throat> when I started, I felt like this was even way before your time because you're so young. But when I started in like 1998, the things that I, I was teaching were so, um, I was so like iconoclastic on the fringe, like rebellious, like not part of the mainstream spiritual, like hippy dippy, you know what I mean? But I oh, knew uh, that there was such a truth to it. And now, and I just felt like I was at the right place at the right time, giving the message that this is what I really believed acting is about. And now 25 years later, it feels like, oh my gosh, actors talk about it this way. Like, I want to hear more, like when you were producing on set, like to me, I think acting is problem solving and creating is problem solving. And so you have these ideas about what you want it to be, but then on set, whether you're the actor, the producer, the director, whatever, you're having to deal with what's coming at you. Oh, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. So yes. it's a real skill and it's a real skill also to help actors learn more how to be in the moment and you know work off of what's being given as opposed to playing their idea of something. Absolutely. I just want to say one last thing about that because you were saying like, yeah, you're, you're, you go to auditions and they're like, oh, okay, you're right for this, but go read this. Greta Gerwig talked about, um, <clears throat> she was in this round table a couple of years ago, directing round table for, uh, what was the movie she did? Lady Bird. And she was saying how for her callbacks for Lady Bird, she would give people the, the script right then be, and told them to go and read it because she talks about how when she was studying acting, she had studied in a way in which they memorized, they went, they would get together with their scene partner and put up these elaborate scenes, then come to class and then try to re, you know, uh, again, reassemble what they had done in their apartments. And she said it was very like performance based. And she said what, what she has like sort of stepped into is forcing people to work with what's happening in the moment and not knowing takes away the performance aspect of it and makes it so real and risky and not polished. And so I love that she was talking about, oh, they would go and cold read basically and come back in so she could get a sense more of who they are yeah. as opposed to hiding behind this performance. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. And it's, it's, it's just real because in, in when you book a job on, you know, a set, it's not like you're going to call the, the lead of CSI Miami and be like, Hey, that's right. Can we run our scene. I need to rehearse our scene, please. <laughs> you're calling Meryl. Hey, Meryl yeah. Streep. Can we just spend, can you come over and can we just like hang out and like do this scene? Zoom. Um, <laughs> what times are good for you? Oh my God. <laughs> doesn't happen and a lot of times you know the the lead actors on these shows that have been on these shows for so long are reading their sides in their trailer and mm -hmm. that's fine it's it's real you know they've been experienced enough to be able to do that and more likely than not that is what happens you're you're doing the scene for the first time out loud with your scene partner while the camera is rolling wow yeah it's a great reminder I don't think we talk about that enough, you know, like, and like what you said, yeah, if you come into a show that's well established and those actors have been on there for 10 years, they yeah. are, oh my God, they're like, they're hi, you're Lauren. Okay, great. Like, and then they just do it. I'm not saying they're yeah. like jerks, but I mean, I guess yeah. some people kind of go through whatever they have to go through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, it's, 
I've experienced a lot where you get to set, you know, you're in hair and makeup and they're in their own world and you're like, eh, I don't feel like I can talk to you. I'm just gonna, you know, and then you get to your scene and it's like rehearsals up and you get one, one kind of take that they record. You know, they always shoot the rehearsal and then you're, you're in. And I have always thought about your, I always think about your class every time. Like it's okay. Well, Lauren, I've always so respected you because you just kept one foot in front of the other. You just kept going. You just, and I just think that that's like the greatest compliment of like, achievement isn't the right word, but like I, I was talking to my old assistant who's not, an, well, he was never an actor or anything. He was just working in the office and now he works for um, a film production studio. Oh, cool. and or film processing and he was just saying you know and he's a writer on the side and he just said you know I always remember what what you talked about which is Hollywood and acting or just being here and being a creative a lot of it has to do with the person who stays in the room the longest stays standing you know what I mean and I've known you for like what 10 years and like you just keep yeah. going and it doesn't mean everything is like coming up roses yeah. you can't give up no Yes, th that it's definitely a numbers game. Totally. I think I, I've written 15 screenplays. Oh God, Lauren, I didn't even know this part about you. This is amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, I love it. It's always been part of my life. I, before I, I don't know if you know how I ended up in LA, but I, no, was, tell in me. College, I was in college for writing um, at Ohio University, the Scripps School of Journalism. And I was, you know, wanting always to act. So I was constantly submitting myself on Actors Access, just all night long, just submitting myself. I would I would record my own voice on my MacBook and I would tape myself Seems, with myself. Uh -huh. Nobody really knew that I wanted to be an actor. This was just my little secret. But I booked a pilot out here called Anatomy of Violence for CBS. Okay. When I was in college off of tape and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, this is it. So I, I leave college, not not realizing that pilots don't always get picked up. Yeah. I thought this is because I was a little reoccurring character and I thought this is this is it. Film the first episode, it doesn't get picked up. <laughs> so I'm in LA um at 18. 18. And I found your class right away. Oh my god. Um, you were that young? Yeah. That Holy young god. I was 18. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, but but where was I going with this? So writing, it's, it's just always been in my life. And I just continued to, I tried to take classes online even while I was in LA for a little bit longer, but it just didn't work out. It was very difficult. But um, writing has always been in my life. And this, I've been writing for a long time. And this was the first movie to actually make it into pre-production. Yes, I've sold a few screenplays. Mm -hmm. but this was the first one to make it into pre-production after being in LA for more than 10 years. Wow. Uh -huh. so, well, did you know Queen's Gambit? It took that, uh, that creator 30 years to get Queen's Gambit made. Yes, I saw that on social I was media. so inspiring. <gasps> Same. It just 30 so years. proud of <laughs> that, that team. But kept going. But even Martin Scorsese, I think, tried to get The Irishman made for like, it took him like 30 years as well. And that's Martin Scorsese, who's had how many hits behind him. It just, yeah. you know, I think what you said about 
it's just not personal. I mean, you didn't say that, but you were kind of leaning into that. And I remember, yes, I remember you right here <laughs> where I'm pointing and me, yeah. you know, working with the sides with you for, for days of our lives. And I was like, you were so great, but it, 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 the actor just, it has very, when, when it comes down to testing or producing a, a producer session or whatever, as you know, because I want to hear more about the process for your show, but like, when yes. people come in and they do a great read, it's just, they still sometimes don't get it or most of the time don't get it. It has nothing to do with their talent. Oh, you know what I mean? Nothing to do with yeah. the talent. I mean, talent does win. I do have to say Oh yes, this that is true. That is true. This, this is true. Um, for instance, after California Christmas wrapped, I started another one of my pilots went and it was a pilot that I've, you know, was my baby and we shot the first five episodes and I was involved in the casting process and it was amazing. I, I'd never been involved in the casting process before. Okay. Wow. California, yeah. California Christmas, it was just offers of, you know, friends of mine. I just kind of threw people in that I thought would be perfect for the roles, but my show is called Casa Grande and it's okay. about um, migrant workers in Northern California. Oh. Kind of, it, it just shows the juxtaposition between the landowners and the uh -huh. people who work on okay. the land and the sacrifices and the relationships in, that is around that that world. And it's, I have a team of people behind me that are experts in the culture, the migrant worker. Uh, we have we have plenty of people that we're interviewing constantly to make sure there's an authenticity an authenticity to the show. Mm -hmm. It's really important. Um, but what I was saying is we were seeing actors, you know, that weren't even speaking English in these casting sessions and talent did win a lot of the time. It did. I would have this complete idea of this character that I've been working on for months. And I, you know, there was a type, a look. Uh-huh, yeah, of course. Voice, a look, the voice had to be a certain way. Yeah. You know, their, their body language as a human being just as them when they walked into the room, not as yeah, the character. That's right. Just real, you know? Um, but probably six of our 20 person cast were complete wild cards where talent just, I was like, I cannot give it to anybody else because mm -hmm. they did something so different and so unexpected. And it wasn't what I thought in my head at all, but that's okay. Um, but then outside of those six, the rest of the cast, it was completely based off of, you know, that we already cast the mom. So the kid has to look like the mom. Uh -huh, yeah. The kid being like a, you know, a 30 year old actor, actress. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It had, they had to look like that mom or, you know, this person has to have long red hair and we don't have the budget to take them to, to do a salon appointment for somebody, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So going through that process uh, gave me a fearlessness in my own acting, you know, world because, oh my gosh, you can give your best performance. You can nail that audition and know it and then never hear anything. I was to the point where I was messaging actors on Instagram <laughs> being like, oh my gosh, you were so amazing. So great. Aww. Mm -hmm. Like incredible work. I just have to tell you that it literally came down to a look. Yeah. And I know that's so horrible. That sucks, but yeah. But if I had 
a full slate to just choose from, it would have been you. Like I was messaging people on Instagram. Like Aww. That. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's, I wish actor, I mean, obviously casting can't do that all the time. Right. But no. I think actors go away thinking like I sucked and it was awful. And, you know, and then they realize like, oh yeah, it came down to, I was five feet seven and they wanted yes. somebody who's five eleven or whatever, yes. you know? It's because there are so many times where we go into auditions and we never know that. We never know, you know, and yeah. I, and it just gave me a, a, a different perspective. And I always knew that was the, was the case a lot of the time, but actually experiencing it on the other side mm. really just gave me a new perspective in it. I like to call it fearlessness when I, you know, get sides and take on a new role because I can give my best and have fun with it and know that I did my best and it, you know, it doesn't always have to do with my work. Well, Lauren, that's totally it. It is about, I mean, you bring up so many points, but I just want to say two things. One is when you were in the room, you also see it's, I'm always trying to tell actors, it's not about executing something perfectly. Drives me nuts. This whole, I think it's slightly changing, but it, this whole cult of, if I have all my lines down, if I say everything based on a formula or this perfect way, I'm always constantly trying to, I, had, I taught a class yesterday and these young kids are doing things perfectly, but it's, it's devoid of spirit and of like spontaneity and of like, so like this, uh, this understanding that there is a, a system, there is no system, right? And so the people that probably impressed you the most were people who came in and like you said, surprised you by doing it their way. And I'm like, ah! Oh, I, yes, it was so beautiful to see. It's and we great were, to see, yeah. We were auditioning young girls, 18, 19, for the read of the show. And I mean, the girl who booked it came in and this is, I'm, I don't know if I, I'm just going to tell it and we can yeah. cut it yeah okay the girl who booked it anthony she came in and we were in you know a zoom waiting room and we would click the person the next person and and they would our faces would pop up on their screen and okay. they would you know have been ready but the girl who booked the role when we popped up onto her screen she was taking a nap <laughs> in, her in her chair <laughs> like taking a nap Oh my God, can we leave this in? This is amazing. I know, I know. Because it's so, it's like, it's just life, people being people. But go ahead, I love it. We can, you know what? We can totally leave it in. She is one of the most talented young actresses that I've seen work. And she, I don't think she would care. She's talented just, people take naps. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, so she, was taking, <laughs> she was taking a nap. And we, you know, said her name. We, we actually clicked Did you have out. to wake her up? Well, okay, we, we were like, the producers and I, in the casting director, we were just like looking at the screen and she was, you know, taking it out. And I said really quietly, I was like, hey guys, maybe we go to the next person and then and come back. Oh my God, you're so sweet. <laughs> so we clicked off. We, the next person wasn't ready. So we clicked back on and she was awake. <laughs> just no makeup, just so totally just natural. Like, hey, I'm here. And she read this side like nobody had done, not even close. Wow. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And um, there was this part where the two characters uh, have to say, I love you over the phone. And the way she said it, 
it was as if it was the first time she's ever said it to him. And I asked afterwards, I asked her, I was, I said, was it, did you plan on, uh, this was the first time you've ever said this to him? Mm-hmm. She goes, well, it's the first time I've ever said it in, out loud. So yeah, I guess I said it like it was the first time I've ever said it to him. And it was just like, wow. And so then as we kept auditioning more girls, we actually told the girls to say it as if it was the first time uh-huh. saying See? I read it to him on the phone. And then you get an idea. Day, uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the day I actually changed the dynamic of their relationship throughout the entire series. So that moment was the first time that they said, I love you to each other. Mm, but wow. anyway, she was amazing. And she was just so natural and talent one with her, for uh-huh. sure. Because she wasn't the look that we wanted at all. But she was so spontaneous and just she had this air to her that she was just going to do what she was going to do and then she was going to leave and maybe go back to sleep and she didn't care and i don't want to say she didn't care but that was it was just part of her day she was auditioning right. and then she was going to go on that's and it right. was like wow you're so relaxed we want a person like this on our set that's just yeah. going slow and easy to be around and so you, comfortable with herself you have that, to give zero fucks you know what i mean yeah I also think something I always try to remind people, like when you go in for a role, like you're, you're talking about for this project of yours, like if, if it's, everything is new, like it's always going to be a new story. So it's not like, let's say CSI where you're going into a procedural, but even that, if it's a, if it's a character that's uh, written for the first time, my point is, is the actor has the, the genesis of the role begins with that actor. So there's, it's really like a blank canvas. You're allowed to interpret it however you want to interpret it because nobody, it's not like you're re, it's like if you're redoing Wonder Woman, I guess, okay, there's maybe a framework of how to play Wonder Woman, but most roles are originated right there based on new materials. See what I'm saying? So it gives people the permission to be more of how they want to be. Exactly. It's, that's what it is. And people, and you know, I, I think what, what used to stick me was um, sitcom comedy sides where, or, or even uh, procedural dramas where you would look at the page number of the sides you got and on a certain page number, this energy has to be taking place. And, you know, there's all these rules with comedy and it would, it would mess me up every single time. Every single mm-hmm. time I go into the room, these rules mm-hmm. would mess me up. Mm-hmm. Only when I stopped focusing on the rules and started focusing on how I saw the character in my head, did I start getting callbacks. I'm telling you, I just threw out all of those one, two, threes. I just threw them out the, threw them out the window. There are and no rules. As I started becoming the character and having fun with the sides and not thinking about the rules, the one, two, threes of comedy started to come out because, because I was having fun with it and I've watched sitcoms before and it's yeah. in my brain. I don't need to think about the rules while I'm acting. Well, I always say too, Lauren, like, I mean, 
I always maintain people who are funny already are naturally funny. So they're not subscribing to any rules. Like you probably have friends that really make you laugh hard. And then you have friends that you love equally that maybe don't make you laugh as much, but you love them. So I don't even know if comedy is, I think comedy is innate in, in each person and how we see the world, how we relate to the world and each other. It can't be taught. You can't really teach somebody to be funny. You know what I mean? Like I just find that people, yeah, but I do think like the best comedy training is like UCB or Groundlings or Second City or I mean, sadly, a lot of them are like, I think Second City is closed here in LA. Like, that's a whole other thing about the pandemic I've read, but, but they're just teaching you, you know, the, the framework for yes and the improv based sort of going with what you're being given, you know what I mean? And I just, I don't know, I find that the actors that I teach that are on sitcoms or book sitcoms or whatever, they just kind of still do it their own way, you know? Yes. It's, yes. Yes, you watch a sitcom and you see, oh, okay, maybe you have to emphasize this joke or here's where the punchline is. But I also think like anybody who's trying to tell a joke in real life does punch the punchline. It's not, (laughs) you know what I mean? It just naturally happens. Um, but let me ask you something because this show, so what, I mean, I would so love to watch this show. So is it, is it on yet? Or did you say it got, what happened? So the same company that, um, produced a California Christmas with me, they have a deal with Warner brothers. Um, so all of their content gets passed to Warner brothers first, Warner brothers watches it. And then Warner is actually the, the one that is taking the content and selling it to, other wow. networks, yeah. streaming. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, and, and p- throwing this in here, people always ask, how in the world do you get your screenplays and your pilots read? Like read, because it's comp- it's it's very hard to get your pilot. Same thing. Yeah. Read. That's you right. Know? So it's just you got to be fearless and just find people's emails on IMDb Pro. I mean, just go for it. Everybody's looking for content. If it's good, it's gonna get made eventually. You just gotta get it into the, you just gotta get the right eyes. In the right hands, that's right, yeah. And if you're an actor and you've worked with producers, send your scripts to producers. That's all, I had my success with writing because of my jobs as an actor and just sending my material to- Knowing people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, you just gotta keep up those relationships. I mean, I I do, yeah, go ahead, sorry, Lauren. Anyway, um, that being said, well, I forget where we're Well, we were just talking about your show. I mean, it sounds so interesting. Yeah. And so you shot, so where, where is it right now or what's happening with it? So right now um, it's at, it's to the stage where every single episode, one through five, I only wrote uh, the first five mm-hmm. because the company said we, we can do five. And so one through five is completed. The pilot is completed um, and out to HBO Max right now. So we're hoping for some good news. Okay, yeah. But, you know, if it doesn't go there, then we'll take it other places. Somewhere right else. Now we're totally reworking the beginning third of the show. We're just trying to edit it in a new way to make mm-hmm. it more exciting. And the editing process is extreme on a TV show. It's mm-hmm. very different than a movie. Um, so right now I'm actually trying to bring in scenes from, from episode two into the beginning of episode one and it's very hectic, but 
right now we have it at one place and if it doesn't do well there then we'll take it back and we'll shop it out to others and you've shot five episodes or you've yeah wow okay five episodes in the pandemic wow filming in september Mm -hmm. um and we wrapped in november no we started filming in october Mm -hmm. and are you in it as well no, I'm not. Uh, I decided to just be writer producer on this one. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what was, I mean? Yeah, and, and so on California Christmas, I was writer, producer, actress, and the my other co-producers purposefully did not involve me in the, in the stress stress of the mm, day. Uh, produ- because, really, I, yeah. mm-hmm. because I needed to be present, you know, as an actress. In and the I work, yeah. About oh my gosh, the DP has COVID. We need to <laughs> rehire. Like, I couldn't think about that. Did that happen? <laughs> so one of the um, camera, it wasn't the DP. It was the but, yeah, okay. girl. And, sh- and we had a very small crew in the middle of nowhere. We were filming in farmland in Northern California. So uh, it was hard, but we got her a rapid test. It ended up being a false positive. We had to shut down for three days, though. We we lost right. a bunch of money. Uh-huh, of course. Crazy that it did not happen once on the TV show. We didn't have one scare. Wow, but this was yeah. but this wasn't for California Christmas. This was for the show. For California Christmas, we had the one scare. We had to get shut down for three days, but then you know we we went back up and it was fine, and that was the only thing that happened. Um, that was mm-hmm. pandemic related. And you guys shot that, you shot that during the pandemic as well? Yes, we shot when it did you July. shoot it? July, California Christmas was done in July. <laughs> of course, Christmas in June. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and you shot that in Northern California, you said? Northern California. Wow. Yeah. But, the CEO of the company has connections in this little town called Petaluma. Oh yeah, okay. He gets a lot of locations for free, so uh-huh. yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, so let me ask you that. So with, because you said you, you, you were able to basically just, well, you cast your husband. Yeah. <laughs> he owes you big time, you know, <laughs> like, um, and your friends, like, how did you have the autonomy to just be like, I don't have to have Meryl Streep in this movie to get the movie made. How did you, how were you able to do that? And because it was, did you sell it to Netflix after you shot it or was it a Netflix we sold it to, to Netflix after we shot it. Uh-huh, and I was okay. strategic about doing a Christmas. I started writing this movie in March. Uh-huh. We shot it in July. And I thought, oh my gosh, nobody's shooting Christmas content. This is when Christmas movies are shot. Nobody's going to have Christmas movies to put out. Let's do it. Let's be one of the first Christmas movies to get Smart. out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it was so successful when we started selling the, the project because nobody else had a completed film to sell. That uh-huh. was all. And um, I guess if you're making it yourself, you are with a small production company or whatever, you have more license to do whatever you want to do. So that's, yeah. you know, because if you so, brought it to, if you sold it to Netflix, Netflix would be like, yes, we love it. But I want you to put Gary Oldman in it and Charlize Theron yeah. and you know what I mean? And like, yeah. oh my God, it would be packaged. Yeah. Oh my God. You're right. And, and because of the pandemic, we, you know, we were one of the first production companies to get a deal with one of the laboratories 
to to give us COVID testing and the uh -huh. okay and, um, SAG AFTRA, you know, we were one of the first sets to get a COVID supervisor on uh -huh. our set. On set. Mm -hmm. um, so we were kind of the guinea pig to Hollywood when it came to the shooting during the pandemic. Um, but because they were all friends, it was super easy to say, you know, we're going to be in a hotel. It's in the middle of nowhere. We're going to be in our own bubble. We're going to get tested every two days. And we're going to do this and be as safe as we can. And it's just kind of, we're going to have fun with it. It's a mm -hmm. family. You know, we had a tiny crew, mm -hmm. very small compared to what I was used to, even on, you know, well, a big TV set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. big TV sets, even way more. Yeah. Very, way more people there. But um, we did it. And How many days did you shoot? We were in Petaluma for 34 days. Oh, wow. Okay. So but you had quite a bit of time. We only shot for 16 of those days. Okay. And talk about going with the flow and letting things happen. I mean, I had to cut 10 pages from the script two days before we were on set that was very intense because <laughs> it was um, just run it was going to be too long we had a deal with one of the labs and then our deal fell through and we had to scramble for about a week to find a new laboratory to get us COVID tests so uh -huh. we couldn't shoot until we got everybody tested oh uh -huh. so we were losing days production days okay oh jesus yeah it's really stressful yeah. But you know, were you like why have I done this during COVID yes yeah. so many times of yes. course yeah um but you know it 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 taught me so much about being in a position of leadership and just being okay with things not going as planned mm, it never does isn't it crazy like making making something i don't know if you know i have a movie that i sold to hulu and it's it's on hulu right now and what's it called it's called where we go from here oh okay and i do i do know it. I yeah do know. and okay. we we uh we sh this was way pre-pandemic but we shot in paris as well right but we we shot the entire movie in like 10 days which is insane but my i guess my, my why they bring this up but oh just of like when you're in it, you're like, oh my God, how is this even possible? But also if you're open to what it wants to be and it shows you, oh, you have your idea that it's gonna be this and it's not that. It's all about, again, problem solving and working whatever the moment is giving you. And there's always a solution, right? It's so miraculous how it feels like when you're shooting something, everything that could go wrong goes wrong. So it's like a distillation of life, I think condensed into like two weeks or whatever your 16 days like your shooting days or 34 days uh, it's like everything that life throws at you condensed into that time period but you get through it you just yes. get through it and nobody yeah. would know that when I watch your show or your movie I'm not gonna see the things that you're like oh my god with that day we had you know whatever I know you know, I know. and I even laugh remembering because there was one, one scene and it's everyone one of you know, the most loved scenes in the, in the movie, the dolly, the dolly broke. Of course, and, it was like a disaster and, day. Yeah, and we put a camera in a wheelbarrow. I love <laughs> your DP, yes, that. you just do it. We, he was like, do we cut the scene? Because I, I really wanted it on this dolly. Uh, moving, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we cut, do we cut the scene? 
uh, do we do it? Do we do it coverages? I'm like, no, 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 no. How do we, how, there has to be something we can put the camera on to get it to move. And he points to a wheelbarrow and it wasn't, it was on the farm that we were filming at. Of course. And it was covered in cow poop. <laughs> so he put the tarp on the wheelbarrow, puts the camera in the wheelbarrow and we get the shot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Isn't that funny? That I is it. Whole, I have this weird spiritual belief that every project already exists in its, how it's going to look. Mm, if, you look mm -hmm. at, if you look at the world outside of time, every project has already been created and it's already there. So the team that decides to do said project, it's going to come down from the clouds how it's supposed to look in the end. So you just have to be okay with all of these things changing and everything going wrong because I believe that everything is supposed to happen that way mm. to get the project to its perfect form. Well, that's, that's such a beautiful way to look at it. And also, I always just like in acting, like I'm always, you pray for the mistake in a way because the mistake reveals something really beautiful. And, you know, yesterday in class, this guy dropped uh, his water all over, but he didn't, he's having a hard time living more with what's happening as opposed to his idea or his agenda. And so when the water spilled, he did acknowledge it, but it, and it was the most awesome moment in the piece, but he didn't, of course, surrender fully to what all that brought up. But that's what, that's what being on set is all about because it's, it's constantly the art of, you know, not knowing in a way, but it's hard for control freaks. You know what I mean? It's hard for people who, I mean, I guess if you have the, I always find it interesting because I, I coached a client on this huge movie that's coming out. I think maybe this year, I don't know when they're, when it's coming out, but I laughed because I just was there with her on set for like a week and she was killing it. Didn't need me. And that's all the time I have, but they, Lauren, they were only shooting literally like a quarter of a page a day. And that's fine because that's, but that again is what a lot of actors don't realize. Like if you were having to shoot something in a wheelbarrow, you just, you're probably getting through pages and pages a day. Like oh, most huge, I know. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. That's what I was averaging like 15 pages a day or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny, like in, you know, the, the luxurious like film world, the big, you know, $80 billion movies, whatever, they are literally, they have all day to shoot like half a page. And so, I don't know, it's just, inter it's just different. It's not better or worse, but there is a lot more control, I guess, able to be established. Like I saw in this one, the very first day we were there and they were filming this scene. I was like, oh, they're going to get through a number of pages today. And then when I saw this just little section, they covered it. You know, they literally spent all day covering it this way, that way, upside down, underneath, like every which way, you know? And so, I don't know, it's just interesting. It's like, I don't know if that's kind of, I would be a little bored. That's different. I mean, you don't get to experience spontaneity with your yeah. scene. Flying on the seat of your pants. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I've also, never, go ahead. I've never experienced that before. I think Meryl Streep talked about something like this a while ago. I remember her saying like, sometimes she likes doing, I think it was Meryl Streep, you know, uh, less bigger, like productions that move more quickly because she's just like, I just want to go home and like spend time at home or whatever. But also like, 
it's you're not you don't spend so much time sitting around and that's yeah. the whole thing right like you're sitting in your trailer for eight hours and then you go shoot for an hour and that's your day like <laughs> to me I'm maybe I've never been given that chance yet but like I you just have to keep going like you know you don't have time to think okay wheelbarrow yes go yeah I know and that's I I, I feel as though it's more fun that way it is it's like to be it's rah 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 you know what it, I mean it's yeah go, it's go 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 we're it's not go 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 play. yeah <laughs> like we're gonna cut this scene and combine it with this scene in the car and we're just gonna make it work it works it works and you know let me ask you did you guys go back and do reshoots not once for Aha. isn't that amazing Oh my when, God. when you're you're filming, I think it was uh, uh um oh my God the guy who did um oh oh gosh the span um uh, the Mexican filmmaker oh what's his name oh it will come um, to me uh, 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 oh I would have to look it up and I'm not one of those podcasters who usually looks up hold on I'm gonna look it up really fast oh, I can't think of what he's done recently no it was uh oh yes oh I was right okay it's El Mariachi Robert Rodriguez do you remember Robert okay. Rodriguez that was his yes. first movie yes he did it in 1992 oh my gosh El Mariachi yeah and you know for like $7,000 or something but he talked about even on that he kept saying oh I'm gonna go back and we didn't get that or that was a disaster or that was a mistake I'm gonna go back and we're gonna do reshoots so we'll, we'll be fine and then, you know, he was like, the real science or truth of it is nobody really ever goes back and does reshoots, especially in the, in the indie world, because you just find a way to make it work. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's what we're struggling with, with my, with the pilot episode of Casa Grande. I have been, you know, talking to the producers and I keep saying, guys, we need to go reshoot. We need to go reshoot. And our editor who has edited all of this company's, you know, movies and reshooting is not something that they do often. And he keeps telling me he's going to make it work. He's going to make it work. We keep trying different things. And I think we're going to make it work without reshooting. I really of course. do. <laughs> I really do. Even though I want to, I want to go back and, and, you know, do something. Yeah. But there's, I feel as though there is always a way if you just take the time and sit at your computer and, put things in different order. There was a whole storyline in California Christmas that was cut from the movie because we didn't reshoot. There was a, oh, uh -huh. as I, my character had to sell her wedding ring for money to keep paying up her land, um, her old wedding ring from her, from her late fiance just to, to keep paying for her land. But that storyline, if we were to use it, we would have to go reshoot something so iconic because the the lighting wasn't right for to show the envelope of money or uh -huh, it's just, it's uh -huh. but anyway we completely just cut that in the edit process and it still works it still works and isn't it crazy that's also you have must have a good editor because editing is key like you we said have, we have a great editor He's yeah wonderful yeah it's really like the film is you know they say filmmaking is three stories it's the script you write it's the script you shoot and then it's the editor <laughs> then it's, it's the so edited true. yeah right it's so true have you seen on social media it's a bunch of people standing in a line and on everyone's back 
it says the writer and the writer is drawing something on the director's back and the director is drawing, drawing what they something. think the writer is drawing on the producer's back and the producer <laughs> is drawing what they think the director is drawing. <laughs> no, you're, you're going to have to send that to me. I haven't seen it, that. It is because it is so true from what happens when you write the script. Yeah. To what you see yeah, <laughs> that's true. And yeah. It's, it, I, I don't really laugh out loud at things on my phone, like social media, just random things. But that made me- It made you laugh. Roll because it was so accurate. Okay, you're gonna have to send it to me. That's <laughs> I funny. Yeah. I, um, I was just gonna ask you a question about that. Um, 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 oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. Do you like, I mean, and that's the thing too, right? Nobody, everybody who watches, like when I watch your movie, I'm not gonna see the things that you know about that did or didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just seeing the story in front of me, right? Like moment to moment. But do you, do you, have you watched it? And you're like, are you able to appreciate what you've done now? Or is it hard still to like, are you like, ah, oh. because it's hard. Yeah, interesting. So when it was first being put together, I hated everything. Oh God, the first pass of the editing or even the second or the third, you're like, oh, I'm running, I'm going back to Indiana. I yeah, I failed. I failed. I embarrassed myself. I made. You want to vomit? I made people lose so much money. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! I hit everything. I'm gonna go in a hole and die. Totally it. <laughs> For like the first two months of of the editing process. I know. And after, even after it was done and it was color corrected, I I was so like, hard, I can't, huh? can't send this to anyone. <laughs> But, you know, people really liked it. And even after people really liked it, I kept thinking like, why do they like it? It was really, it was really, really rough. I know. Um, and then only after I had a few months to step away from it and mm. then see it for the first time after Netflix had put their color on it mm. and different things. And not to say our color was bad. It was just... Netflix did like a little bit more of this like Lux thing. And mm -hmm, I, don't yeah. was, I don't know if it was because Netflix did something to it that I liked it more, but it was after time had passed. That's it. And I watched it. Yeah. And, and it, I was just so proud. I, yeah. I, I, went from, I went from being terrified and hating it <laughs> to looking at it and being so proud of our team. And so proud of every actor and every moment. And I love it now. I Aww. love it now. Well, and Lauren, it, it's, that's amazing. And you should be proud of yourself. It's an accomplishment to get anything of the heart made. You yeah. know what I mean? I agree. It I really agree. is so hard. Like you said, you just have to be relentless. You just have to keep trying and not give up and be patient and work on other things while something else is not happening. And yeah, you know what I mean? Let, yeah. Let things go. I I let one of my scripts kind of go for three, four years, and only now is it getting momentum again. Mm, yeah. And I think that's okay. I yeah. mean, it's, you're not failing to take time off from something. No, sometimes, yeah, they need to gestate and, you know, incubate and, you know, whatever. Just mm -hmm. like, like all things in life, right? Like there's phases, there's seasons, there's moments, and, you know, it's just not on our time. I think that's the thing, you know, we, 
me. Yes. I have to keep remembering. I when I when I look at like stages of my life, sometimes, of course, our our spirit is ready, or we we really feel like, oh yes, I I know I can do it. But then when you and but it doesn't happen or whatever, and then some time passes, and you also see like it's divine timing. Like it's also like the right, like you said earlier, like it was in the clouds already. And sometimes you have to line up with it. Or I often think sometimes things aren't made, come into being when it's, we're really ready to process it or receive it. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's an alchemy. Yep. And you just have to stick with it. Gotta go with it. You got to. Whoever, I mean, I am so excited to see what roles I'm booking when I'm 50 you know I'm just I'm well you're I'm so excited (laughs) well you're a powerhouse you're doing I think this is also speaks to what I always saw in you is that you're making it happen also for yourself like I mean it's I'm always I think we're living in a new world now where you know 25 years ago or even 15 years ago when I was teaching actors the trajectory for actors was pretty much standard like you get an agent you get a good manager you go out for good things and there are different tiers or like certain actors have access to certain things right and some people uh, you know what i mean and the, moved, that's how it was yeah that's how it was for a long time and and your careers were really in the hands of other people and i don't think that that's the case anymore it's just there's so much content there's so many it's just there's so much stuff available you know and and doing it yourself yeah, and, so, and, and people are really, I, I want to talk about this, this fearlessness again. If you keep pushing through and, and sending your material to people without being afraid that they're going to hate it or yeah. judge it or tell you no, the worst thing that can happen is they don't respond or they tell you no. Um, but Lauren, I, they also may hate it. Sorry. They may, I've sent things to people and people yeah. are like, ah, uh, yeah, but that's okay. That just means it's not your tribe. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But, but go ahead, go ahead. And, and somebody will give you a chance yeah. because somebody gave them a chance. That's yeah. right. There's always someone willing to, you know, go out on a limb for the first time on somebody. And you just have to find that person. And then from there, your momentum starts. I also, go for yeah. It. Yeah, it's true. I also love like the, the the creator of Queen's Gambit was talking about, you know, for so long he couldn't get it made because nobody wanted to watch something about chess. And I think that that's the thing, right? Like so many the the gatekeepers, so to speak, often tell the creatives like, oh, nobody's interested in that story about women or nobody's interested in that story about fill in the blank. You know what I mean? Migrant workers or whatever. And it's yeah. just about proving them wrong because it's it's... I think they look at, again, like a formula or a model they think works. And what we've discovered is there is no formula for anything. Um, There's just no formula for anything. You're so right. Life is this crazy (laughs) quantum soup of everything and nothing and (laughs) everything in between. And we're all making it up, I'm always saying. You're so right. There's no... There's no right way no, to do anything. That's right. That's right. You're you're an example of that. Well, Lauren, I mean, it's been okay. Let me do the speed round with you. Like we've already talked for an hour. That's how fast it goes. Okay. I know okay. it's crazy. So let's do let's do my our speed round. Whatever comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. These are easy. They're really now. They're so silly. I don't know why when I came up with my podcast, I was like, let me do a speed round. But I kind of like it. 
Okay. If you weren't an actor, what would you be? A teacher. Oh, wow. Okay. What kind? I love kids. I used to, when I first moved to LA to pay for acting class, I taught ballet to kids. Oh, wow. I, I would do that. Forever. Okay. Beautiful. What's your favorite film of all time? You cannot say California Christmas. Um, my favorite film? Or Deadly Sugar Daddy, which I wish we had time to talk about. I mean, I'm obsessed. I got to watch Deadly Sugar Daddy, y'all. Go Google it. Deadly Sugar Daddy. <laughs> I mean, I need a, a sugar daddy, not a deadly one. I, I'm at the age now where I could be a sugar daddy. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite film? This is hard. I love The Sound of Music. Oh, wow. Okay. I, every time someone asks me what my favorite movie is, I say that. But I also love White Christmas. Oh, White Christmas is great. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. You're very nostalgic. What's yeah. something you can't do without? Coffee. I got it. Well, who's your celebrity crush? Could be male or female. Oh, he looks a lot like my husband, so it's pretty funny. But um, <laughs> his name is uh, Colin Egglesfield. Oh. Oh. Wait. What's he? He was in Something Borrowed. Something Borrowed. Let me see. Hold on. What's his latest? I'm sure if I look him up, I will know who it is. And I, ever, when I got married, I kind of stopped crushing on him, but yeah, Colin Egglesfield. Okay. And what is he, what's he famous for? Mel, Melrose Place. Oh, right. Borrowed. Oh my God, wait a minute. Uh, okay, wait, this is a weird synchronicity. Let me, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna just look up who I think it is. Okay. Colin Egglesfield. Oh, okay. Wait, it's not who I thought it was. Okay. I was like, okay. Yeah. He does look like your husband. Um, <laughs> how would you describe acting in one word? Adventure. What's something you learned from being at the studio? Spontaneity. Oh, beautiful. Which is fearlessness. Yeah. And what's your definition of love? Oh, my definition of love. Wow, that's a good one. Just safety. Uh-huh. Just like spiritual safety, I think. I always say that my definition of love is just this moment right now. Oh, I love that. Aww. Well, Lauren, I love you. Oh, it's so great to see you. I'm so proud of you, and I cannot wait to see Deadly Sugar Daddy. I mean, a Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> A California Christmas. So tell tell everybody where they can find you and your movie. Yes, so A California Christmas is on Netflix. Yay. All of my social media is just my name, Lawrence Wickard. Um, and S W I C K A R D. Yes. Yes. And like I'm sure we're gonna be seeing more of your stuff, including a California Christmas. 2021. Bye. Yeah. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. <laughs>